0: Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. These are shocking words that we hear from the mouth of Christ, especially after we spent the whole month of June reflecting on how to love our families. Jesus is clearly not asking us to love our families less. He's inviting us to love him more. And he's using these familiar, familial relationships as a touchstone to show us what it means to love. Because sometimes we don't know what it means to love Jesus, do we? Does it mean stirring up some holy feeling of affection or praying some pious prayer? Today, Jesus is saying, you do know how to love. You do know how to love. Look at the way you love your parents. Look at the way you love your children. I want you to love me like that and more. I believe that Jesus' invitation for us today, it's not just about establishing a hierarchy of loves. It's not just about who takes precedence in our life or, or even just stirring up a more intense feeling of love. Rather, he's asking us for a more concrete love, a love that makes a difference in our lives. So let's look at the way we love our parents and our children and see what it could mean for us to love Christ in a way that's that real, that concrete. Love for parents plays out in a variety of ways. When we're small, we give them our affection. When they're old, we take care of them. In the scriptures, the predominant way which love for parents is expressed is through obedience, Not a rigid, forced obedience, but a a heartfelt, filial obedience. The book of Proverbs is a record, for the most part, of a father's wisdom being passed on to his son. And Proverbs chapter 3 says this, My son, do not forget my teaching. Take to heart my commands. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Write them on the tablet of your heart. He's not just saying, do what I tell you, but remember me. Remember what I teach you. Isn't that what our parents want from us? That we would remember them, that we would think of them, that we would keep them in mind. That we would remember what they teach us and that we would allow their lessons to shape our daily decisions. And in greater or lesser measure, we do. Whether consciously or unconsciously, We seek our parents' approval. We wonder how our decisions will affect them. We want to please them, and we want them to be pleased with us. Well, what about Jesus? Do you keep him in mind? Are his teachings written in the tablet of your heart? Do you allow your life to be guided by his teachings? Do you seek to please him? Are you eager for his approval? Yesterday, I went to visit the homes of some families from the San Juan Diego program. It's a program of evangelization among Hispanic immigrants. And there were a few families who were struggling in different ways. And so I went with another one of the leaders from the program, a man from El Salvador. And we went to visit some of these families. And before we left, I was speaking with this man, catching up with him about how things were going in his family. And he... he, basically formed his family before he really converted back to catholicism and so he never got married to his wife they formed a family they have children together and now he's experienced a deep conversion but she's very afraid to get married in the church and it tears him up it tears him up because he wants to be right with god he wants to receive that sacrament so much so that he was telling me he was willing to sleep in a separate room from his wife. And, you know, she wasn't on board for that. And so he's just humbly and patiently trying to work it out. And he's doing the best that, that he can. But, but, you know, it's not that he was just a, afraid of violating the law of God or, or afraid of being punished by God. It's that he loves Jesus. And he wants to please him. He wants to be right with him. As we were visiting one of these families later on in the afternoon, He was sharing very vulnerably about his situation at home and how he wishes, how he longs to receive the Eucharist at Mass, but can't yet. And there were tears streaming down his face. That's a heartfelt obedience. That's a a desire to obey Jesus. Just as we have this desire to obey our parents, to, to, to fulfill the law that they taught us, he had this desire to obey Jesus, came from a real love for him well so if filial obedience is the hallmark or the primary characteristic of love towards our parents I would say that joyful sacrifice is the outstanding characteristic of love for our children isn't it amazing the way parents are capable of sacrificing for their children and joyfully or at least spontaneously. Think about this. One year, you're 25 years old. You're living with a group of friends. And you come into the kitchen. Someone's left their dirty dishes in the sink again. And so you're there, scrubbing away, thinking about how you're going to tell them off when they get home, fuming, or at least you know leave them a passive-aggressive note. And uh, well. There, there you are, you're doing your best to, to try and love them, but man, it's tough. You have to overcome your own natural reaction. Fast forward three years, you've gotten married, you have your first child. And for the third time this day, you're cleaning his dirty diaper. Like it's the most natural thing in the world. Like you were born to wipe butts. Well, I'm not saying you're enjoying it, but, but what happened? What's the difference? It's that you love your son, you know, and that changes everything. All of a sudden, watching a mob of, of five-year-olds chase a soccer ball around on a field it, it, on a rainy October morning is more interesting than watching the Premier League. What happened? You you, you, feel you love your children. Or you find your kid drawing with crayons on the wall and you call your wife over, honey, we have a, a, a future Rembrandt on our hands here. Well, what happened? Children awaken love in their parents. And then sacrifice becomes the most natural thing in the world. Spontaneous and sometimes even joyful. My dad's best friend used to wake up every night in the middle of the night to check his son's blood sugar. His son was a diabetic. He never once complained about it and almost told no one. For years he did this. Would you wake up in the middle of the night for Jesus? Would you wait patiently to hear his voice? Look at the way parents, how attentive they are to this nonsensical babbling of their little children. The way they lean in, the way they're trying to decipher something in the most rudimentary babbling. Well, would you lean in to listen to Christ? Would you wait patiently to hear his voice? Or do you walk away from prayer at the first discouragement? Would you spend time with him just to be with him? You know, I spoke to my mom the other day. My, my, she just became a grandma. My younger brother had his first son. And so she got to go visit, and she got to hold her grandson, Dominic. And she said the whole time she was there holding him, my brother just sat down and watched. And she said at first she thought that it was because he didn't trust her. She, he, he, he thought she might drop the baby. or. But she said she realized it was just that he just couldn't take his eyes off his son. And, and he told her, like he works from home, he's a designer, and he said, since he was born, I, I haven't gotten anything done. I just watch him all day. Well, it's, 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 we are capable of love, aren't we? Jesus is saying I want you to love me that way I want your love for me to be that real that deep that authentic why is it that we don't love Jesus more maybe we feel that he doesn't need our love after all he's the son of God why should he need our love but in today's gospel that's precisely what he's saying I do care I do want your love I want you to love me more than your parents and your children and your own life. He says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. That Greek word for worthy, that adjective, has to do with weighing something in a scale or in a balance. So Jesus is saying, I've already placed everything on one side of the balance. Now you place yourself on the other side. Take up your cross and follow me. I've already taken up mine for you. So all these radical demands of love are only a response to his love. He loved us first. And tonight he's saying to us, my life is on the scales. Give me yours. Put yours on the other side. What he's asking for is radical, there's no doubt about it. That our love for him would become more real, more absorbing, more concrete than even our love for our parents or our children. That he would be first in our lives. I don't think that happens in one foul swoop, swoop. but we could start taking steps in that direction. So taking our love for our parents and our children as reference points, I want to propose two ways of growing in a more real love for Jesus. The first way is to obey him. As we obey our parents, to obey him, to keep him in mind and to seek to please him, as we seek to please our parents. St. Ignatius of Loyola took as his motto, Ad Mayorum Dei Glorium. For the greater glory of God. And that's what moved him, and, and that was his principle of discernment in all things. What will bring the Lord greater glory? What will bring greater honor to his name? Every day we have decisions to make. And this week, as you're deliberating, ask yourself which way would please him? What would make him proud? What would bring him joy? And the second, offer a joyful sacrifice to the Lord. You know, parents wake up in the middle of the night for their children all the time. Why don't you wake up early each day and spend some time with Jesus? Well, these are just two ideas, but you know what it means to love. Love is creative, right? No No one has to sit down and instruct parents how to love their children. It arises spontaneously. They they become creative and persistent. They find a way to love. Well, love Jesus that way and more. More than you love your parents and more than you love your children and more than you love your own life. That's how he loved us.